Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, we are talking with French Air Gardner. And uh, French Air came to me, as most of my uh, podcast guests come to me, through, through uh, a post that I put, uh, put. For some reason, I can't talk right now. A post that I put in uh, uh, Facebook. And she's going to be talking to us about some... Uh, some heavy topics here today. Uh, first of all, uh, some of the things that, uh, that she may touch upon uh, could be triggering to some out there. Uh, and if, and if it is, and if you know, you are uh, anything that she's talking about is, uh, uh, bringing up feelings for you or uncomfortable feelings for you of, of something you may have experienced in your past, uh, take a pause. Seriously, take a pause, uh, go and, uh, get yourself, uh, you know, do some self care, you know, reevaluate and, and, and see if you want to come back. And I totally get it. If you, if you can't, you know, we're, we're, in, we're, you know, we don't know why things affect us the way they do, but sometimes they do. Uh, and now I'd like to introduce my guest, French Air Gardner. Peace and blessings, everyone. It's so, so great to, that you had me on your show, uh, Sean. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, no, not a problem. Uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for people to be able to, uh, tell their stories and, uh, and, and tell my guests or tell my guests, tell my listeners or the listeners, our listeners, uh, how you got through, uh, that, you know, traumatic trying, uh, you know, whatever the situation is that you brought yourself, uh, back from. Yes. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and uh, and and tell me about uh, why you're here? So my name is Frenchier Gardner. I am um, talking to you live from downtown Dallas, Texas, my hometown. And um, I just wanted to share some things that are, are are so taboo. You know, we don't talk about it very often. But um, I was molested as a child, and um, if that wasn't traumatic enough, I was molested by my father. And, um, I was probably about three or four years old. And, um, and so I knew how to have orgasms, you know, he taught me how to have orgasms, you know, before, you know, by, before I was five years old. And, um, that experience really, um, when I grew up, you know, so I growing up and going into high school, I was very, uh, uh, sexual, you know, I was very sexual, more so, more than a, probably the normal teen. And um, 
I just, I just needed that male attention. I always needed male attention and, and just not just to be friends, but I needed some kind of sexual, you know, I was for some kind of sexual um, gratification because I felt that that, that was the way that I was to be loved. You know, if, if I was having sex, then that was the equivalent of being loved. And um, that's what I, my mind understood it. And um, I became uh, very promiscuous over um, my college years and, and my teenage years and, and made a lot of poor choices. It didn't help that I had, I, um, you know, got bipolar um, or was at least diagnosed around 25 years old. And um, it really took a long time to, uh, to heal from, from the trauma of molestation. Uh, I ended up going to uh, some counselors. It wasn't until I was about, say about 24 that I actually, 23, 24 years old, that I actually acknowledged that I was molested by my father. It took a doctor that I was working for the county at the time and first job out of college. And um, the the doctor, you know, I, I kept drinking too much. You know, I had a full-time job, you know, I made good money, first job out of college. And um, I was always coming into the office hungover. So I ended up always in the infirmary, you know, just talking to the doctor about this or that. And so one day she, she said, well, maybe you should talk to a counselor. Have you been molested? You know, did someone hurt you? And, and cause she assumed, and, and it was a good assumption or um, maybe she, per, she was very more perspective than I thought. Uh, she said, you know, maybe you're trying to drown uh, those pains with alcohol. And so, and so I, I uh, did some self-work. I did go to see, see a counselor at that time. And uh, it brought out a lot of things that I had repressed and had blacked out and um, even acknowledged it to my father. You know, he laughed it off. So that's how I knew it was true as he didn't deny it. He didn't, there was no strong denials. It, he laughed. And um, so I'm, I'll be 40 in July, and it took me probably up until my 35th birthday or so to actually be healed from this trauma, you know, going through a lot of counseling, talking about it, um, you know, understanding that um, male relationships, I can be a friend and have platonic relationships with men. Um, and, and not seek them out as a father figure. Um, so, yeah. That's that experience. Woo! That is, uh, that's some heavy shit, lady. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, as a father myself of a, of a, a three-year-old, and, and I've thought about this before and I was like, man, I don't, I, I have no comprehension of like how that even, how that even becomes a, a, an option. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, like when I, when I look at my daughter, like she's this sweet, precious, like untouched, uh, uh, person just waiting to be, you know, formed, you know, as she's like a, she's like a, 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 a blank slate right now, you know? And like, I, I do everything in my power to try and, and, you know, make sure that, that she's not harmed in any way whatsoever. And by all means, by all right. costs, no matter what, 
you know? And, and so I, I, I just, it, 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 it baffles me how, how that, how that even becomes a thing. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, maybe it was something that was done, uh, to him. Uh, and so he just did it, you know what I mean? The cycle, the cycle goes how it goes, right? Um, yes. Yes, uh, it does. But I mean, I just don't, I mean, the first person in that cycle, like, what, how does that even become an option to you? You know? I, I don't know. I, I would just say that my father is sick. He's an alcoholic and I, and I have learned that alcoholism is a sickness as, you know, as any other sickness. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that probably, you know, he never admitted, but he probably was molested as well. And, um, and that's what, you know, what have the, the, um, the cycle continues, you know, you get molested, then you molest others and you teach people how to molest people. And, and then that cycle just goes on and on. Yeah. And well, I'm sorry you went through that, man. That had to be horrible. Cause that's, I mean, look, it's the, the people that you, you trust the most, you know, that, that, that are supposed to be there to protect you till, you know, till forever, you know, it's like when you're a parent, it's a, it's not just, you know, until you're 18, it's a forever gig, man. You know, you don't ever stop being their parent and, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, even, even when you want to turn your back, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, that's your job, <laughs> you know, uh, anyways, right. That's right. Uh, you uh so how how was uh, you know i don't i don't want to dwell too much in the in, in the bad in the muck so to say um you know let's what's sure. so uh, you've been dealing with uh what, bipolar uh disorder for for yourself right you uh you struggled with bipolar disorder so how how is that? Yes, so I w- personally. Yeah, I mean, how 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 is that de- dealing with that? I mean, because I know it's got some some crazy so swings and it's uh, it's a roller coaster. And how is that with uh, relationships and and you know? Because I know some uh... indeed. There's my. Go ahead. It's it's a I call it a roller coaster ride. Um, bipolar basically had de- bipolar depression basically means that you have two different mood swings and they're very extreme. And um, you either you know find yourself in a deep darkness and an unmotivated space where you're not able to get out of the get off of the couch or get out of the bed. You don't cook. You don't eat. You don't you know you don't. Um, intermingle with your friends. You don't work. You just don't do anything because there's no motivation for it. And then, but I mostly have the ups, the ups, which are the manic episodes. And the manic episodes, I call them my rock star stages. <laughs> like I feel like I can do anything. Like I just feel like superwoman. I can, you know, anything that comes to my mind. And there's a lot of things coming through my mind. My thoughts are racing at me. You know, there's there's no end. There's no end to the thoughts. And during that time, I think I can do all of it. You know, I just I feel invincible to the world. There's no circumstance that can stop me from accomplishing things. So what happens, what tends to happen is I overbook myself or I overextend myself in commitments 
um, <laughs> because I feel like I can do it. Like I can do everything, right? You know, I got plenty of time. You know, I stay up all night because I can't. Just because these thoughts are just steady coming. Um, I, um, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm more, 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 more. Uh, what is the word? More conscientious of the of the episodes now, so I I, I know I kind of can feel when I'm when I'm going into one one stage or the other, and but uh, wow, um, you know I might might have some reckless sex or you know I'm definitely gonna spend too much. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do my budget right. You know it's just it's a real trip. You know to it's it's a real roller coaster because it's like I literally can't uh, I can't you know, think properly, you know, which means that I might have a budget, you know, I'm, I'm not budgeting, I'm not paying bills, you know, I'm just like, just wilding out on spending, but it has nothing to do with the necessary things. And I've lost, I've lost a lot during these times because, you know, you know, the bills aren't getting paid, you know, because I might not even go to work. And um, so, I'm grateful. Like, and it's so <laughs> funny, Sean, because I was in denial about it for years. And I actually have a degree, a Bachelor of Arts in psychology. So I know all about the bipolar depression and, and any of the other um, mental illnesses. But I didn't want it for myself, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. not, not not me, you know, like. And so for a long time, I thought that I could do mind over matter or maybe marijuana would help. But none of that's helped. Um, I, I, I am medicated. You know, I had to go to the psychiatrist. I had to just break down. Last summer, I just went on and just broke down because my counselor, she was treating me for PTSD. And, um, you know, we was talking about some other things. And, and she's like, well, because I know I got, got diagnosed. I was diagnosed, you know, about 24, 25 years old. And I was taking medicines. But I was like, the medicines were so strong that it was like I was a zombie, like I was drooling. It was just ridiculous. I couldn't get, I wasn't getting anything done. I was just like catatonic. And so that, that was maybe almost like 15 years ago when I was taking those meds. So that's why I was like, no, I can't do this medication thing. I'm okay. I'll be fine. Let me just, let me just smoke a joint. I'll be good. And, and uh, but, but as of late, I, I've been taking medicines um, and, um, it, it does, what it does is it makes me focus. You know, it gives me the time to actually, you know, be able to concentrate on one thing or the other without the racing thoughts. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not fully, I wouldn't want to say that I'm fully healed because I do still have a lot of extreme mood swings. Like I, I can go from zero to 10 like this, you know, it doesn't take me anything to snap on you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that, that's that. But, uh, it's a real, it's a, it's a real trip, you know, to experience it. So did you, like when you first got on the medication, did you, uh, you know, cause I've heard from some of my, uh, people that I've talked to that, you know, the medication, you start to feel normal and like things are, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay now. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't need this medication anymore. And then you, you toss it away. You're like, ah, screw this. I don't, I, I, I can, I got this. Right. And then, yes. and then, and then it, and then bam, you know, when it, ha- when it happens, there you go, man, spinning, spinning out of control. You're like the Tasmanian devil. You know what I mean? That's the total truth. Um, about like where I was living in St. Louis, the um, clinic was giving me, um, samples, you know, cause the medicine, like, this medicine called Latuda, it costs like 
$1,100 for 30 pills for one month's, one month's um, supply. And so I was getting samples and that was great. And, and, and like you said, I, at some point I did kind of stop because like I moved here and I hadn't, I didn't have a doctor. So I was like afraid to run out of the medicine. So I was kind of like, you no, know, taking them sometimes, not taking them all the time because I didn't want to run out. But I finally did this year. And like I said, um, um, thankfully because of the job, I had got some health insurance. And so I went ahead on and got me a psychiatrist. I literally just saw her yesterday. We did a Zoom meeting. Um, and um, so now I'm on this medicine called Olanzapine. And um, it's helping. It's helping a lot, you know. And But, you know, it says that you can't drink it with alcohol. And so I drink every now and then. So then those, on those days, I don't take the medicine. <laughs> and then I can tell, I can tell there's a difference, right? Yeah. You know, so it's. It's, you know, it's, it's something, it's just, it's a deal that you got to figure out how to cope with. Like I try to use the, the manic episodes for, to, to be creative. Like if I'm going to be up all night, you know, with my racing thoughts, let me at least be either creative or productive somewhere or another. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes absolute sense. Um, another question I had was, uh, so, I mean, you would say that you wouldn't go to work and, you know, with, with all, I mean, it's, it's probably very difficult to uh, hold a, hold a full-time job with, uh, you know, with, with episodes like that, you know, and, and not to mention, you know, you're, you said that you, you go from zero to, to 10 and, and like that, you know what I mean? And, you know, some having control of your emotions and not, and not flipping on people. And, 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 and also, you know, showing up to work, uh, to, to even have a full-time job that you can keep, uh, how, how, how did that affect you? Uh, it's rough. <laughs> I am like, it's, it's kind of, I laugh at myself. I've learned to laugh at myself a lot, you know, um, because like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur and so I work for myself. And so I laugh because most times I'll work harder for somebody else than I will for myself. And so what happens like right now, I'm in, I, I'm like, I'm protecting people, protecting families with mortgage protection, which is basically life insurance. And so, you know, everything's on me. I have to, you know, get up on time in the mornings to, to make my calls and then set my appointments. But I like this week, this week I was totally off. Like I've been off all week this is this this conversation we're having is probably the most productive thing that i've done today (laughs) but i just thank you you're welcome i'm serious but it's just because i just figured i'm not gonna give myself a hard time today like usually i'm really hard on myself like girl you were supposed to have that appointment you need to be prepared for it you need to get your presentation done like there's so many you know steps and and so i have to really um you know, hold myself accountable, but also I, I have to have someone to hold me accountable. And that helps me to stay encouraged and in line. But it's very difficult to hold a position because my intention like goes like this, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm excited about it this week and maybe this year. Mm. But next year I'm on to the next thing. What's next? What What is next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I can I can see that. Uh, so another thing that I want to ask you is like, so let's say that you know there's somebody out there listening to this this episode and they're 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 starting to like, hmm, I wonder if 
I wonder if that's me. You know, I wonder if, if that's what, what I'm going through right now. You know, what would you, what would you say to, to somebody out there who may be struggling with this? Like, like you were at one point in denial, uh, you know, that you actually had something that, that wasn't normal, uh, in, in that type of behavior and, and, you know, the things that are associated with, with, uh, bipolar, uh, and the manic and the mania and the mood swings and all that other stuff that, uh, goes along with it, in, including, uh, hypersexuality. That, that's one of the, the things that, that is a byproduct of it. I know that for sure. My, my, uh, my father's, uh, one of his exes, she had, she had that and it was, I mean, it was crazy to, to hear some of the stories. So what would you say to somebody who's, who's maybe struggling with that doesn't know, uh, what do you say? What do you tell yourself? Well, I say that you have to really pay attention to yourself, right? You really, and if you're not paying attention to yourself, then start journaling, you know, start journaling your moods. No, start journaling. Are you eating every day? You know, are you doing, you know, it's, it's like the, there's a book, diagnostic book that basically says that if you are experiencing these certain symptoms, you know, for three weeks or, or four weeks, or maybe two weeks, and it is affecting your daily living, you know, then you need, I would suggest that you go and talk to a counselor or a psychiatrist. Like you, if you are, you know, if you're so depressed, because there's a difference with being sad, upset, and depressed. Those are all different things. Sadness and being depressed are two different things. Sadness usually tend to go away, you know, eventually. You know, you can you can think something or you can do something to, to make the sadness go away. But depression and these manic episodes, those are these aren't things that you can do anything to to fix, you know, because it's a literal um, imbalance of your um, serotonin in your brain. So I say that be honest with yourself. Don't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but seek some kind of help, you know, even if it's just a counselor, even if it's somebody over the phone, one of, one of the national hotlines for mental illness, talk to someone because sometimes you might be in a space where you, you may hurt yourself or you might hurt someone else. And I don't want that for you. You know, I desire for you to be well because we can be well, you know, you know, when we get on the proper medications, you you feel great, you know, and you you can live uh, um, uh, in quotes normal or average life. You know, you can have a um, healthy lifestyle, but you have to make those choices to actually, you know, first acknowledge it. You know, you know, with any problem, if you can't solve it until you first acknowledge it, and so um, you know, don't be like me. And just be in denial for years and, and, and you hurt yourself, you know, cause it's essentially, I hurt it myself. And essentially, um, I lost a lot because of not acknowledging this illness, you know, where if I had uh, gotten the help sooner, then maybe I could have salvaged some of my relationship. Salvage, maybe I wouldn't have got those repossessions, you know, you know, so I really was, I really, really from the bottom of my heart suggest that you go and talk to a counselor or a psychiatrist 
or anybody that, you know, can help you mentally um, to acknowledge what is going on with your brain. Because sometimes it's not just things that's in your head. It's just real, really, you are not just, you have a mental illness. And that's okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we we all got something, you know, we're 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 just a, a bunch of people trying to be better than we were yesterday and most of us, you know, had a you know, if you, if you didn't have a fucked up start, you know, you you got you you had a fucked up middle or, you know, a, a fucked up present, you know. So, I mean, right. no nobody's nobody's immune to to uh having to deal with anything. Uh it's just you know, you know, some people are just more fortunate than others, some people get dealt a better hand than others, but I mean, we're all at the basic function of a human being uh the same, you know? Yes. So you've got down here, uh, one of the books that helped you was the, uh, mind muscle mastery. Yeah. So I, um, this is recent, you know, um, and in, in a Facebook group, uh, maybe I think it's like an anchor group. Cause that's where I, I um, I record my podcast and news you can use podcast. And there's this guy in the group called Adam, um, his name is Adam Ranville. And his podcast is a 30-minute podcast, real quick and simple, and it's called Mind Muscle Mastery. And, man, does he just lay on some good, applicable tips for your personal development and for your life. Like, recently, he's been talking about, like, his recent episodes I just listened to was talking about how, like, with this COVID-19 situation, that you got to take a mental break, a mental break from the news, Melts a break from the social media and all of this, you know, propaganda that is being fed to us daily, every minute, every second. There's, you know, new statistics, you know, somebody's dying, you know, it just, it's just negativity overload. And he tells us to take a mental break. And that's the realest shit I could ever hear or tell anybody that you have to take a moment to disconnect. You must find some time to do some, some, put some positivity into your brain, into your ears, into your frequency, because that's going to make or break you. You know, that, all of that negativity, it overwhelms you. It gives you anxiety. It's just, you know, you, you just feeling not good, but that's why you need to take the mental break so that you can just unwind for a minute. We need peace of mind, especially right now in this time where we're mostly having to stay inside of our homes. Like people are going nutty and, and I'm just not, I'm not being literal, but just, you know, <laughs> people are feeling claustrophobic because they got to stay in the house. That's cool. But you find something positive to feed your mind. Either if it's a podcast, a book, you know, quote of the day, anything, you know, at least take 30 minutes to, you know, check out for a minute. That's good advice. Uh, I, I I did that probably about two weeks ago. Uh, I rarely turn the TV on now except to, to turn my computer extended monitor. That's what I use my TV for right now. So, I mean, new, yeah. news, I don't even, I haven't even, I haven't even paid attention to it. I, I just, I get my news to other people. Hey, take, let me know when they get this thing done with, right? And we can go back out. <laughs> I feel you. Because <laughs> I don't want to watch the news to find out. And I, that I, that was a mistake. I, I had said yeah, that. I, I said watch. I I'd said book, and uh, but I was reading from the uh, the podcast line the the podcast line. So now we're, I'm going to go to the book part now. Uh, 
you so see you got here you are a badass by jen sincero why why does that book uh resonate with you so uh my sister dr tamara p Soli, gave me this book when we were um we were selling her books at Harlem Book Fair back in 2015. I'll never forget it. I, it was the only book that I read in 2016. And it's called, the whole title is You Are a Badass, How to Stop Self-Doubting Yourself by Jen Sincero. And I always remember that because it's sincere with the O at the end. So this woman broke down, like she basically was telling her story, right? She told her story, how she came to be who she is, right? And basically, you know, it, it, it was very, um, it resonated with me because, you know, I've been up, I've been down, you know, I've had some successes, you know, some, some small successes, but I know I could do better, right? And so she was talking about your mindset. She was talking about how to change your mindset because a lot of times, um, especially in, in, in the frame of mind of, of money, your mindset about money. Because a lot of us say that we want to be successful, that we like to be wealthy or we like to be rich, but we hate rich people. <laughs> <laughs> we got a problem with rich people. We think rich people ain't or ain't shit. You know, them damn rich people, they ain't shit. They ain't doing nothing for nobody but themselves. Yeah. Right? But how in the hell can you be one of them when you don't like them? <laughs> you can't that's just it's impossible <laughs> yeah, that's- so yeah so that so that that was some of the things that she said and, and it was kind of like a workbook kind of because you got the right in it you know like in the ends of chapters you get to write in your you know your thoughts and 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 um it just was a good book because it really helped me to see how i would how i really thought about like um being success and how I thought about, you know, changing, you know, you know, patterns and habits. Um, it's it, like the money thing was really big because um, I do want to be wealthy, you know, but I did kind of have a negative, negative thought on money, you know, and, and the way you the way you use your words, like don't say you're broke. If you say you're broke, then you just get more brokenness. But if you say that you're abundant, you know, even if you ain't. You know, the abundance is going to land to have more abundance because basically the universe, the universe works on whatever it is that we're thinking on. Like if we thinking on some good shit, the good shit is going to flow in. If you're thinking on some bad stuff, then rest assured, those bad things are just going to trickle down more and more. And so that's what it was really a mindset book, you know, just on how to to be more positive. Now, no, you can't be positive all the time because sometimes things hurt. You know, you get mad. You have painful situations. No, you can't be positive all the damn time. But you can most of the time, you know, because really it's all about how we per- perceive things. Yeah, true, true. Uh, tell me a little bit about your podcast. You said you had a, you're, you're a podcaster as well. Yes. So my podcast is called A News You Can Use Podcast. And this is the second season. I started at January 23rd, 2019 in St. Louis. And um, I was it was 
it was off the fly too. It was like not planned at all. Like maybe three, four years ago, I had talked to a good friend of mine, Deja, about um, you know, what I could do to market myself to get more life insurance, get more insurance clients, right? And she was like, Well, you could put yourself out there on YouTube and be the expert on it on the um subject. So I was like, Okay, that's a good idea, but I never did. And so last um last January I went to this co-working space and um did a free week out there, you know, just because I usually work from home. And so I did went up to that space and you know worked worked up there. It was great. Then they have some evening classes. And so I went to this podcasting class and the first thing they wanted to know was what's the name of your podcast? And I had no idea what the name of my podcast was because I didn't have one. So on the fly, I named it News You Can Use Podcast. And but that's I chose that name because I was using that as a hashtag in my social media. So when whenever I get resources, you know, get emails or come across something that I think that the community can use, I would, you know, post it on my social media, Facebook or Instagram or whoever, and put the hashtag news you can use. And then I decided that I wanted my target audiences to be melanated people or black people or mostly black entrepreneurs or melanated entrepreneurs, black and brown people. Because I feel like as a whole across the diaspora, we are, we experience so much negativity, you know, Blacks doing this, blacks killing this, you know, just so much negativity on the news, you know, and social media, fighting and shit. It's just, we just got a lot of negative things in the real world. There's so many negative things, bombardments. So I just felt like I needed to be a positive light, you know, to to be a, a, a voice and a narrative to say that shit. We are doing some positive things out here in the world. We just never hear about it. Never makes the news when, you know, people are doing these beautiful giveaways or just doing a very beautiful community event. No one's fighting. It's peaceful. It's beautiful. No one. We don't have We don't. There's no news coverage of that. So I decided to have a platform where entrepreneurs and particularly melanated or black or brown um, business owners can come on, tell their stories and promote their businesses. And it's been a real blessing. I have, um, most people live, listen to the podcast on, um, on, um, no, no, most people are listening from the United States, but there are also 17 other countries tuning in. So I'm actually reaching the diaspora and it's, it's really been a blessing. Like, I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's great. So yeah, I usually go about, uh, I usually publish every third Sunday. Um, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, and um, it's on Anchor and, and Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, and basically wherever you listen to some podcasts. and And it's been a really good experience so far. Yeah, I I, I can uh, I can relate to what you're saying because when I when I look at those uh, those stats uh of where people are listening it's kind of like oh you know and then when a new a new country pops up you're like oh right on and then sometimes i even catch myself going well how can i get into that country i need to find somebody i need to find somebody in in this country to have them listen (laughs) i feel that yeah i'm I'm working on that trying to at least at least give us some kind of news that touch, you know, that for us going on. But probably the only thing that right now that's global that we all can relate to is this coronavirus. But, and I don't want to dwell on that too much, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, to work on getting some con- content to, to, um, to keep my international listeners, uh, listening for sure. Cool. Well, is there anything else that you want to touch on, uh, before we wrap this up? 
I like to say that that um, we all go through some negative experiences. That's life, you know. You know, either you're young or you're old or in, in between, you're going to experience some negative things. But it's really all about how your mindset, how you perceive the thing. You can either you can either look at the thing as it's a negative bad thing and it's going to just forever be a negative bad thing. Or you can flip it and just have a better, a positive uh, perspective on it where you can go on and be, it's kind of laugh at it, you know, like, oh, that wasn't shit, you know, like, I've been through worse because a lot of times we've been through worse. And then, and then another thing is that most times their situation isn't an isolated situation. You're not the only one going through, because sometimes we think that we're the only person going through this thing. That's some bullshit, you know, like. All of us as humans are experiencing probably similar things because it ain't nothing new under the sun. But just try to hang in there. Be positive. You know, you got a goal. Write that shit down. Put it in a vision board. Feel it. Feel the emotions of how you want to, how you will feel right now um, to have that thing or that, that goal accomplished. And I feel like that makes a big difference in your life. Um I meditate. I think meditation has been a thing that has really been helping me mentally to be on a higher frequency. Like just taking the time when you wake up to just pause, say thank you, you know, for being alive and just be quiet within. I do, I do, I use a guided meditation. It's a free app called Insight Timer. And um, I use guided um, guided meditations, maybe about 10 minutes. And then I, and then I hit it again at nighttime. And then I also, um, um, start reading a book, um, during at the, at the beginning and the end of the day called, uh, it's, uh, acts of faith, acts of faith, the daily meditation, um, by Ayana Van Zandt. And she basically the the, the way the book is made is she gives a quote, then she breaks it down and then she has, a, does an affirmation. And um, that makes me feel good that going into the day, you know, with, with a positive mindset. And I think that's really the strongest thing that I could suggest is to be positive. Um, I do have a children's book um, online on, on Amazon Kindle. You can purchase that. Um, it's called Mommy and Daddy. Do you still love me anymore? It is available $3.99 on Kindle. If you don't have a, a Kindle or a tablet, don't fret. You can just download the free Kindle app and purchase the book. Um, I have uh, like lots of websites. So I just give you the um, the Linktree website, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash B E A N D U S L L C B and us L L C. I actually got some custom made earrings. I kind of <laughs> showing my logo off. <laughs> so that's how you can connect to me. My Instagram and my, my Facebook and Twitter, everything's on that link tree uh, website, L I N K T R E dot E E forward slash, um, B-E-A-N-D-U-S-L-L-C, B-N-S L-L-C. That's my brand. And, and I really appreciate you having me on the show today. It's 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 um I just like to encourage people, you know, because um just because you, you know, we might have a fucked up beginning or have some fucked up experiences, doesn't mean that that you can't turn your life around. You can. You can you can still have a good life. You can be healed from the trauma. I'm a living witness. 
uh, that you can go through a lot of trauma and different circumstances and still come out on the other side, a winner and an overcomer, the victor. And with that, that's a good uh, note to end on. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, your, your honesty and your, uh, transparency, uh, French air and, uh, you know, everything that you shared with us today. Uh, and, you know, if anybody out there, like I said, if hopefully you, you know, got triggered in any way, uh, sorry, but some of these stories need to be told. Uh, people need to be able to hear some of these stories, you know, and not only is it helping French air heal, it's, you know, probably helping somebody else out there heal or, you know, realize or recognize some of the issues uh, that they may be dealing with and how, how, you know, another approach of how they can maybe get through it. So I want to thank you and yes. uh, all of her, all of her things uh, will be available on the show notes as well as my own. Uh, and yeah, it was great talking to you and uh, okay, thank you. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.